Hello, everyone. Welcome to the One Flesh Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The One Flesh Podcast is designed to help men find a girlfriend and make her their wife. It's designed to help them build marriages worth having. Um, we do that alongside the Sunday series of the Purpose Podcast, where we help men find and fulfill their purpose. Every Wednesday, we talk about marriage, some sort of marriage topic, um, to try to help men build better marriages. So, well, today, it is going to be a quick one, and I do actually mean it. Uh, this is probably going to be as close as I've ever gotten to not doing an episode because um, I have a lot going on right now, like even more so. I know I say that all the time, but uh, even more than what I ever have. Um, I really don't feel like being here today, but I need to be here. So uh going to be like a quick baby update. Uh, I may do one out of discipline equals freedom because uh, I've got it sitting right here. I don't want to be lazy. I want to give you all some good content. So um, let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, baby update. Everything is doing good. Uh, baby is growing, obviously. Um, we don't really know much. We haven't seen baby in a while. Uh, to try to give weekly updates is uh, kind of silly, but um, nothing bad has happened. Um, and as we get closer to the weekly updates, we'll be getting weekly updates as we get really close. Um Guys, I'm going to put this on the record right now uh, because everybody keeps telling me that I won't put it on the record, but um, I know this is going to be hard. I know baby is going to be tough. I know that it's going to be difficult when baby arrives, but um, I'm going to go on record and say that I don't think it's going to be as difficult as everybody makes it seem. Um, now, I I promise that after... I'll give it two months. That way I run out of parental leave and I have to go back to work. Uh, I'll let you know if I really like mean that. Um, I'll let you know if I was wrong and if it's like way harder than I thought it was going to be. But uh, the amount of times I hear people throughout the day tell me, bro, you're not ready yet. Like you don't have any idea. Like it's going to be way harder than what you think it's going to be. Um man, I've been hearing that a lot. <laughs> and I just like, um, uh, some of the stuff that I got going on right now, I'm like, I'm looking forward to it because that means I'll be able to take parental leave and not have to work much like at all. You know, um, I definitely won't have to work much. Like I may have to go in like one day a week or something. Um, but, uh, you know, I know like babies don't sleep just a whole lot and especially not through the night. Uh, but if they sleep anywhere close to eight hours and if I don't have to work and if I can sleep when they sleep, um, everything's going to be okay. Like everything's going to be all right. <laughs> so, uh, that's a baby update from my perspective is just about literally every person that I know, uh, keeps telling me just how hard it's going to be. And I believe them. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, uh, but it just, uh, like, I get it. I get it. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm far more ready than what people think I am. Uh, maybe not on the financial side of it. Uh, I still, I'm not very good with saving money, but, uh, I'll be awake. I'll, I'll tell you that. Uh, let me put it this way. The physical, like the stress and the physical and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not very worried about it at all. Um, I'll go on record now and say that 
and may regret it um but i promise at the very least to be honest after that is over and tell you whether i uh whether i was really overwhelmed or not um i promise to be honest but uh but yeah after about the 200th time of hearing how not ready i am uh from other people <laughs> um i'm going to i'm going to perform well just out of spite like just out of spite i'm going to just i'm gonna go off they're gonna be like oh you're only gonna get like three hours of sleep i'll get two actually like just out of spite i'll get two hours of sleep for two months um watch me do it uh just because like i said everybody has been oh man everybody like everybody keeps telling me maybe they're right maybe they're right maybe it's going to be absolutely awful but i think we'll be okay so uh that's all i've really got for a baby update shower is going well um yeah that's that's really it we still don't know the gender we won't know until it's born uh for some reason people some people think that we do know and it's like why do you why would you think that we would know and tell everybody that we don't know until the babies it doesn't make any sense um but no we don't know and it's gonna be it's gonna be good it'll be awesome looking forward to last christmas uh you know, I don't like saying things like last Christmas alone because it kind of dehumanizes the baby that's already there. It's kind of hard for me to have like such a staunch opinion on abortion as I do and be like, oh, this is our last Christmas alone or I'm not a father yet or I'm about to be a father. Like I'm already a father. There's already a human in this world. Uh, it's not really our last Christmas alone. Sorry, that's just semantics. That's uh, Everybody knows what I mean when I say our last Christmas alone, but um, I just don't really like to use that language because I feel like it kind of undercuts uh, some of my, uh, opinions on abortion, but not even undercuts them. It just, I don't know. It's weird language to use, but anyway, I am, uh, excited for our last little Christmas, um, with just the two of us. Uh, let me put it this way. Just having to feed the two of us, I guess. Um, so yeah, I don't have to buy presents for the kid. Not yet. So but uh excited for that and it's going to be it's going to be a good last couple of months and then when baby gets here it'll be good it'll be great um it'll be absolutely great so i, I re, let me put it this way i know it's going to be tough i know it's going to be really difficult but i refuse to be miserable like that's that's an attitude problem um if you if you ask me uh the people that are that are miserable through some of that stuff that's kind of a uh that's an attitude problem if you use language like miserable. Um, I know it's going to be tough. I know it's going to be hard, but I spent the last two years um, prepping myself to do really, really hard things and then doing those really hard things. So I think it's going to be okay. We're going to be okay. So um, second thing I want to do is just uh, publicly announce a huge thank you to my wife. Um, we are, uh, I'm doing a lot of stuff right now. I don't know if I've said specifically like what I'm doing as far as working out and all that, but, um, I'm making a very tough push on working out and fitness and such. Um, I'm doing five hours of fitness a day, uh, right now for the next week. I've only been doing that for about seven days. The rest of it's been about three hours of fitness a day. Um, well, uh, yeah, maybe like 45 minutes in the morning and an hour and a half in the afternoon. I've been doing that for about seven weeks. So, that's about two hours and 15 minutes of fitness a day. And then this last week from this past Sunday to uh, this coming Sunday has been about five hours of fitness a week. Uh, exactly. Because that's that was my goal. So I've been doing two hours in the morning, 
an hour at lunch and then two hours in the evening. Uh, and to get all of that done this week, I've been waking up really early and my wife has been absolutely awesome with that. So, um, this one flesh episode, we are going to go through a discipline equals freedom and I'm going to try to relate it to marriage instead of just life. But, uh, this one's going to be about giving thanks. So thank you, DLN. Um, you do a lot. You mean a lot. Um, and she has been absolutely awesome. When you see, hopefully some of the stuff that I've got coming right now, uh, comes to fruition and I'll be able to post it. Um, a lot of people, uh, like to tell me how good I'm doing and stuff like that. And I appreciate that greatly and it makes me feel really good, but, um, I am far more proud of, uh, of her and the way that she has supported me than I am of, you know, um, than I am of myself, uh, for doing, I wouldn't be able to do it without her. And, uh, in, in my opinion, she's putting in, um, a, a lot, like a lot of work, uh, on my behalf and, uh, she'll reap some benefits of it. Hopefully, uh, obviously, I mean, she'll reap benefits of it, but, but, uh, it's a little bit, um, to me, it's different to put in that, that work unselfishly, um, to, to help me. So, uh, that's been really awesome. And I can tell you like, am I lucky to find the woman? Yes. Is, uh, is she absolutely amazing? 100%. Um, it is a blessing and it is luck and it is from the Lord, obviously, but, um, I cannot tell you how great, um, things are when you treat those blessings the way they're supposed to be treated. And you are a good steward of those, uh, of those blessings. I believe my wife and I have done a lot of things right. Um, I believe that we have a very good marriage and the fruits of that are absolutely amazing. Um, absolutely amazing. You know, I, again, I hear this a lot of time, like people are like, Oh, you're lucky you found the right one or which I am, uh, or you're lucky it worked out like that. Or, um, yeah, man, some of those things just work. Uh, a lot of people, um, that are either afraid of the work or maybe ended up in some bad circumstances. Um, don't always want to relate work with the results. Uh, and I'm here to tell you that, uh, you know, work equals results a lot. It takes some, uh, it takes some blessing from the Lord, obviously. Um, luck is what it is. Um, I don't even know if Christians are supposed to believe in luck, but, um, coincidence, whatever, whatever you want to call it, blessings, um, those things obviously exist and it's good because the Lord said it is good. But, uh, I can tell you if you do things the right way and if you put the work in and you will get good results and it's not just, it's not just finding the right person and hoping things work out at the very least. I know it's more than that. And, uh, reaping those benefits has been very good over the past couple of years. And I expect to continue to reap those benefits, uh, for the rest of my life. So, um, I'm very thankful. Uh, you should be very thankful for the blessings in your life, including your wife. And, uh, if you're not thankful, be more thankful, show your wife. Thanks. Uh, that's part of, that's part of making the marriage better and getting those results is making sure to be extra thankful and then put in the work. Um, if you don't feel this way about your relationship, it probably needs work. Um, all of them need work. It needs constant work and constant, constant maintenance. Uh, and it can be that way if you, if you put in the work. So that's, uh, that's a little bit of thanks. Let's hop into some discipline equals freedom. And I'll tell you how it affected my marriage. Um, 
Okay. Um, oh, that one's a little weird. Let's see. Okay. I like this one. Um, I think I've already done that one. Yep, I've already done that one, but let's do this one. This is Jocko Willink. Uh, sorry, I'm banging the mic all over the place. The sounds coming through the mic are probably awful. I've kept, I've hit it like three times. Um, Jocko Willink, uh, Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual, page six. Uh, where does discipline come from? Um, where does discipline come from? This is a simple answer. Discipline comes from within. Discipline is an internal force. Sure, you can have discipline imposed on you by a person, like a drill instructor or that self-help guru on TV, but the reality is he won't give you real discipline because that external discipline is not strong. It will not survive. It cannot stand on its own. What you are looking for, what you need, is self-discipline. Self-discipline, as the very term implies, comes from the self, you. It comes when you make a decision to be disciplined, when you make a decision to be better, when you make a decision to do more, to be more. Self-discipline comes when you decide to make a mark on the world. If you don't think you are disciplined, it is because you haven't decided to be disciplined yet. It is because you haven't created it yet. You haven't become it yet. So where does it come from? It comes from you. So make the decision. Make the commitment. Become the discipline. Embrace its cold and relentless power. And it will, be, it will make you better and stronger and smarter and faster and healthier than anything else. And most important, it will make you free. Um, you know, obviously, if you're one of my Christian listeners, um, take this for what it is worth. Uh, discipline is good, and it comes from God, as all good gifts do. And I, and yes, I get, I get all of that. Um, most important, it will make you free. You know, uh, discipline does make you free. I, th- I think you can make a very religious argument about being disciplined and how that gives you freedom versus licentiousness and all of that stuff, but, um regardless uh there's been many of story and many a joke and many many of metaphor told about how you know god sent three boats and you didn't get into any one of them you still have to do things so i'm just going to caveat this from the beginning of um i know the discipline comes from god and it's a gift and all of that stuff um but you still have to do things and you still have to make yourself do things um the the holy spirit is not going to move your hands and move your feet uh to go do the things that that you need to be doing at least i don't think so you could miracles exist i'm not denying that but um you're not going to be able to sit on your couch uh and <laughs> have the holy spirit move you around um you're going to get fat and you're going to get lazy um most likely you still have to go and do things um you still have to go and do good works Um, so, uh, when he's saying that, you know, it it comes from you, it's because you haven't decided to be disciplined. You haven't created it. You haven't become it. Uh, it, it's where does discipline come from? It comes from you, uh, discipline. How did I describe this? I've said this a while for a while. Um, discipline is, is, um, I think I've said it's, it's, uh, doing what you know needs to be done. Um, you know, discipline is just making yourself do what you know needs to be done. Uh, and, and I'm going to relate this to my marriage because, um, that's the, I love you before you leave, even though you're pissed off, 
that's the um, thank you for doing the dishes, even though uh, she did them three hours later than what you needed them done. It's the um, not blowing a gasket when when something minor goes wrong or um, having the conversation and having the argument for the 45th time um, and having it in a calm manner because blowing up's not going to do anything and going over the conversation again uh, and doing it because and taking ownership of that, uh, taking ownership of that conversation again uh, and trying to figure out what you have done to make this persist. Uh, the ability to actually do that, uh, that is discipline. The ability to buckle down and make yourself do that, that is discipline. And that's how it applies in a marriage. Um, you know, discipline in all areas of your life helps in your marriage. I've said this before, um, you know, when you have discipline in other areas of your life, you get a little bit, to me, I think you get a little bit of slack in your marriage. Not necessarily slack, and that's kind of a bad word, but um, when I'm doing five hours of fitness a day, uh, Dylan is very appreciative of that discipline, and she knows that it's going towards good things. Um, the arguments at home are not nearly as uh as big the arguments at home are not nearly as bad as what they could be for example um over this past eight weeks how you do one thing is how you do everything but you have focus on other things and sometimes things slip you you keep up as much as you can um maybe my room hasn't been quite as clean as what it was you know nine weeks ago um those little things those little areas that you do mess up and that you do fall short of the standard uh in your marriage on the chores um you know pouring into your wife when you have discipline in other areas of your life uh those arguments aren't quite as big because they know that you're they know that you are disciplined they know that you that you have the ability to do those things and meet those standards um because they're watching you do it in in all areas of your life um you get a little bit more grace, I think, um, in the marriage when you are disciplined in every area of your life. Uh, and, and again, the other thing is, um, if you can be disciplined in your marriage, you can be, somebody told me this the other day is that, you know, the marriage is awesome because it's like the one place that you can truly be yourself. Like no matter what you can, you can be yourself. Uh, you can come in and you can be the best of yourself. You can be the worst of yourself. Uh, and that person's still going to love you for the rest of your life. And that is true. Like you can have your worst moments. Typically you do have your worst moments with your wife or with your husband. Um, but why is that important? Because if you can stop doing that, <laughs> you can stop having your worst moments in your marriage. You can stop having your worst moments anywhere. Um, you know, it's hard for me and, and a lot of people probably think I'm weird, but it's hard for me to get through like a, a work, like a collaborative work conversation about like building relationships or team building without bringing up my marriage. Like it's, it's very tough for me because it's just so relevant. If I can do it here, I can do it literally anywhere. Um, and it's because, you know, we get to let our guard down here. So it's much easier to, when you come into your, you know, let's say again, let's talk about relationship building. Let's say your coworker pisses you off. Um, 
you know, your coworker pisses you off. And some people have this backwards to where they're more willing to blow up at their coworker than they are their wife. It's, it's just not, it's not okay in either scenario. Um, but they'll go and they'll chew their coworkers out and, but they don't want it, you know, they don't come home and do that to their wife. And again, it's a good thing that they don't do it to their wife, but you shouldn't do it to your coworker either. You have, you have even less of a relationship with your coworker. You have less of, you know, leadership capital, um, hopefully with your coworker than what you do your wife. And so, um, I think if you're taking care of your marriage at home and you're disciplined, uh, you understand the importance of maintaining good relationships with not only your wife, but with people that you work with, that you have even less leadership capital, that are not bound by a promise to love you for the rest of your life. Um, It's very easy to let your guard down in your marriage and you come home and something's not right and you can bite their head off and maybe not even blowing up. Like, you know, if you're the type of person to just have temper tantrums at the office, you're probably not listening to this anyway. Um, and those people, I will, will not say anything on the record, but, um, yeah, I, those people are some, somewhat of a lost cause the, the people that just blow up at the office for no reason, or, uh, maybe even they think they have a re- like, like grown men that can't control their emotions. It just, it puts me to sleep. It's, it's gross, but, um, regardless, um, you're more likely to to bite your wife's head off or um, to snap at your wife or uh, to be short with your wife when you come home because this is the one place that um, there, hopefully, if you mean your promises, there is no out. And so it's a lot easier to make that excuse uh, for being an ass at home. And if you have the discipline to not do that at home, if you have the discipline to maintain your, your relationship with your wife at a very high level, uh, that discipline will leak into your other relationships. Um, it will, I promise. It it does for me. But anyway, I started this with saying that it's very hard for me to get like a through a work team meeting without bringing up my marriage. And I know, and I don't, I don't just do it all the time. But it's just so relevant. And it's like this is the hardest place that I have to do this. This is where I learned this lesson. Um, you know, everybody in the room is married. Like this is this is where I get this team building, you know, skill or this leadership skill. Um, at the very least, that's that's immediately how I read it. And and I've, I've said this before, uh, Leadership Strategy and Tactics, which I love from Jocko. It's my favorite book, uh, pound for pound, at, at, at the very least, uh, my favorite book. Um, I read that like a friendship and a marriage book, like straight up. Um, that, that book was a friendship slash marriage book. And it's meant to be like a business slash team leader group. I read it like a friendship slash marriage book. And if you can exercise those those leadership strategies and tactics with discipline in your marriage, you can do it outside of it. And your marriage is going to be better and your whole your whole life, your work life, your friend life will all be better. Um you know, your the relationship you have with your wife it with your wife is a relationship. Um it is uh, a different kind of relationship than the rest of them that you have, but the differences between the relationship between you and your wife are much smaller than what people think between like you and your friends, your best friends or your family, um, or your coworkers. Like, I know it's weird to say because we do, you know, fun, happy things in the bedroom with, with our spouses. Uh, we love them on a different level. Um, but it is true that the differences between the relationship that you have with your wife are actually like 
very small um when you compare it to like your best friend um you, your best friend like my best guy friend um the things that we that we share with each other the level of investment that we have in each other's lives um the amount the amount that we talk uh, all of those things um it's a, it's an intense and a deep relationship and it should be uh and you know i think people in general their relationships are too shallow uh, including their marriage, by the way, but just their relationships in general are far too shallow. Um, and if they looked at them in a different way, uh, that doesn't mean you have to be best friends with everybody. That's not what I'm saying. Understand there's nuance here. But if you under, let me put it this way, understand the importance and the weight of those friendships uh, and how deep they can become and the relationships with your coworkers. Understand that those deserve at the very least some level some level of the same attention that you give your marriage i i hope i hope this makes sense i i hope i hope this makes sense like if 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 in your marriage that that if if we had to put like relationship intensity on a on a scale and relationship with god should be at you know 98% relationship with wife should be at like 95% relationship with best friend should be at like 85% kids, maybe 90% or something like that. Um, coworkers at like 60% of level of, of intensity. Uh, maybe that's not, you know, coworkers at 50% or something like that and certain coworkers, but just understand that it's more like a sliding scale of relationship intensity, not, not different scales altogether. I, I personally think so. I think that'll make your relationships a lot better. And when you exercise discipline in the most of that scale, when you exercise like discipline with your relationship with God, your 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 marriage will benefit from that. Factual, fact check, true. Everybody tells you it's true. If you exercise complete and total discipline with your relationship with God, uh, you, the relationship with your wife will be better. Fact check, true. Um, I don't see any reason why that doesn't trickle down all the way down, like all the way down. And I, and I know that I know I just said relationship with God. This is not, this is not a religious podcast, maybe one day, but it's not, we're talking about our marriage. And so we go one step down from that. If you exercise ultimate discipline in your marriage, um, all of your relationships farther down that chain, uh, will benefit from that. So um, I'm at 26 minutes. This is a 30 minute episode. I'm going to go eat, uh, and probably go to sleep. It's 7:21. I need to get in bed. So guys, I appreciate you being here every Wednesday, the one flesh podcast, tune in on Sunday for the Sunday series of the purpose podcast. And, uh, I appreciate it. Go like, and share and follow and do all the things. Thanks guys. See ya.